At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action live from the South Point, Gil Alexander, Jeff Parles in for Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin back in the fold. A uh, couple things. One, Wright State comes all the way back to beat Northern Kentucky to win the Horizon League championship. Uh, they do so 70 to 68. Uh, I believe it was. Is that, was that the final score? 70 to 68? Se- I thought se- it was a one point. Yeah. That 72 was, uh, 71 is 72 your 71. That's right. That's just that's not an updated score on the side screen. My fault. 72 71. Wright State gets it done. The Wright State Raiders, Horizon champions. Uh, they are going to the big dance. Great comeback tonight. Now, the other thing that's going on right here is in the uh, Northeast Championship, which has long ago been decided. Bryant is crushing Wagner 68 to 32. There's only 437 left in this game. But this game is at Bryant. And we had a bit of a malice in the palace situation. No, at least at least someone in the stands, because this game is at Bryant, was throwing a beer down on the Wagner bench or something. I, I, I am not entirely sure what was going on, but, but we, it, it, it's 35 minutes too long for our for our bets to uh that actually have to cash out here. End it. End it right now. End it so we don't have to lose these bets. <laughs> what are we doing? Four thirty-seven left. I mean, it just got ugly there. Very ugly. Yeah. Now the one that's in the balance, one seventeen left. This is the Colonial Associate Colonial Athletic Association Championship. UNC Wilmington up a point in this one over Delaware. You have UNC Wilmington plus two, two and a half. I have the hook. All right. We'll update that. We'll keep an eye on it. Drew Densick joins us now from the Bet the Edge podcast at NBC Sports. Also, of course, deep dive with his buddy Andy Molitor. You can follow him on Twitter at whale underscore capper. How you doing, Drew? 
Oh, doing well. I uh, appreciate that update on all the college basketball. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been able to keep keep up with it. I'm following NBA. I'm following qualifying and Indian Wells. It's a busy night, man. Dude. So that's all I'm doing is betting Indian Wells qualies on the women's side. Uh, are you betting men's or women's? What are you betting tonight? Uh, I got I got a little bit of everything, but nothing bit, right? nothing too nothing too juicy. I was mostly mostly spending my afternoon trying to do research on what exactly happens once uh, Novak Djokovic is taken out of the draw. Do they reseed or does a lucky loser get the two seed? Uh, this guy completely messing with uh, my handicap of the tournament, which is uh, very annoying. Yeah. So in Australia, they reseeded, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see what happens here. By the way, I, I made a bet on the women's side. Oh, no. Summit. In Australia, they did the lucky loser. Somebody, uh, Kekmanovic got it, right? No, right. Somebody, somebody but, yeah, there was somebody got the one seed draw, but it didn't end up mattering because. I thought they, uh, re- yeah. I thought a lucky loser got it, but didn't they read, I thought they rejiggered it, if my memory serves correctly. I, I it, might be wrong. There's been a lot of times in the past where the, where if the, uh, if the player withdraws with before, anything tips off, I suppose, or before the order, it's the order of play before the order. If the player withdraws before the order of play is announced, then they recede. If he does not, then it's a lucky loser spot. And it looks like he's going to go that path and that's fine. I mean, the draw is very lopsided. I don't know if you saw the men's draw for Indian Wells, but all of the good players are on the top half came, came in here. Didn't see the men's draw. I was doing women's numbers all day today. By the way, we have a podcast tomorrow that we'll record Dan Weston, (laughs) Drew Dinsick and I, on tennis's de facto fifth major at Indian Wells. I did make one tennis bet on the lady side. Iga to win it at plus seven fifty today. Took a shot. Yeah, she's got a tough path, but I like I like yeah. her I like her little section of the draw. Really the the women's side is super, super competitive. Um Iga's you know, in good form right now. She's good, you know, good match for this these conditions, these court speeds. So I like that look. All right. Um NBA, what do you got tonight? Only sweating out this um, Brooklyn Nets, Charlotte Hornets game. I laid the three with the Nets. Um, I didn't, you know, there was a lot of late, you know, the, the Nets crept up to about five and then right at the close, uh, some very aggressive play on the Hornets. Fives got snatched up, four and a half got snatched up. Um, you know, some of the sharper shops that have taken big limits, uh, you know, came down to four. Um, and, uh, thankfully the nets had a very, very good first half, but, uh, gave back 10 points in the third quarter. And now I just need them to close the door waiting for Kevin Durant to do anything. He's had a very lackluster performance tonight, but Kyle, Kyrie Irving to the rescue. He's going to go for about 50. It looks like so uh, wild game in Charlotte. Drew, uh, I just want to go a little, a little macro here on the Eastern conference, because uh, we, we, when I was in for Gill about two weeks ago, we talked about uh, what, what would the hypothetical Cleveland and Brooklyn playoff series be priced at? Of course, we're not going to get that because the Cavs have fallen off uh, uh, since then. But it sure looks like Miami's going to get the one seed in the East. And the Nets being the eighth seed potentially here, how would you price a potential Brooklyn-Miami first-round series? So... That's a great one. Uh, Nets. So if we want to take macro step back, it doesn't really matter if the Nets end up in the seven or the eight, assuming they get into the field of eight, they are going to have an absolutely hellacious path to the finals. It is stacking up very, very challenging. You're going to see heat uh, 76ers and likely the Celtics. If if I have to put my money on it as the one, two and three seed bucks have an extremely challenging schedule down the stretch. I think they probably slide into the four. Uh, And so the nets would be looking at probably a dog price against the heat. 
you would probably see something in the plus 120 range. Uh, beating the Heat, they would then draw uh, the likes of the the Milwaukee Bucks. Again, a series where they would be on the road. May not have Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. They would be a dog price again somewhere in the plus 120 range. Maybe more. Maybe even more. Maybe plus 150. Um, and then potentially an Eastern Conference matchup against Philadelphia or the Celtics. Um, I, where again, they would be the, the away team and they would be a dog price. So I think realistically, if you're talking about, you want to get some exposure to the nets because you just love Kevin Durant and you think he's had the time off and he's going to explode in these playoffs and no one can match up with him in the East, all the stuff you heard, blah, 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 preseason, your best bet is certainly to go series by series with the nets in those one, two, three series, because they are going to have to do all of the hard work themselves. They are not going to be able to face the likes of the Cavaliers or the Bulls unless something absolutely catastrophic seismic happens. Um, And I think realistically, they're probably going to draw the Raptors in the 7-8 matchup. They match up fairly well against the Raptors, even without Kyrie Irving. So uh, I think you're probably talking about a 7 seed for the uh, the Nets. But that doesn't save them anything anyway, because then they're talking about a first-round matchup against the 76ers, where they'll be plus plus 150-ish. And then again against the three seed Celtics and then against the one seed heat or the four seed bucks in the final. So the Eastern conference is really starting to crystallize at the top. I think we're starting to see the cream rise, you know, particularly um, those, those first four seeds and uh, the Nets are basically going to have to eliminate three out of those four. If they expect to go to the finals. Drew, uh, obviously the biggest news of the day, Russell Wilson to the Broncos. I'm not sure if this induced any kind of bets for you either with the Broncos winning uh, anything, conference, division, Super Bowl, or Russell Wilson MVP. There's also this little matter of Cam Robinson getting franchise tagged by the Jacksonville Jaguars, which, <laughs> which, which wreaked havoc on the number one pick market. Did you see this? Aiden Hutchinson, minus 165. Yeah. But, I mean, let's start with that. Do you think yeah. that's justified? Well... I mean, you want to talk about a piece of content that we created that lasted about what five minutes? <laughs> that was unbelievable. This Drew, morning. We everything were, we did like, this morning. Cal, I did a whole thing on Calvin hysterical. Ridley that lasted ninety yeah. minutes. Yeah, that, yeah, right. Like uh, we were. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I think yeah, Hutchinson at the price six to one. Yeah, probably worth putting in your pocket. You know, who knows if they may take a tackle in free agency or who you know whatever. And then we talked about Darren, Daniel Jeremiah is kind of setting the market in a lot of ways. Dar- Jeremiah tr- tweets, oh, I think this. Sends the like sign sign the flag is up Hutchinson going number one and yeah Hutchinson crashed from six to one to you know to minus two hundred I thought I saw before there was some buyback on the tackles here um, but uh, th- I mean that's an aggressive move <laughs> and these are very very soft markets there's not a lot of places you can get huge liquidity down uh, which means people are you know you know multi clicking on this if you know and it, when they have I uh, feel like they have an edge. Uh, and that tends to induce these absolute violent swings in price. Um, I, my opinion hasn't really changed much. I think there are, this is still a three man field. I don't think that they have, you know, they certainly haven't come out and said anything like, boy, were we blown away by Hutchinson. We were really zeroed in on him with the one num- number one overall pick. I mean, if anything, they may have floated out Hutchinson's our guy to uh, somebody like Jeremiah with the intention of potentially trying to get Detroit to trade up to the one. If Detroit really fell for Hutchinson at the combine, you know, they, they may just be putting floaters out there for all we know to see if they can get any interest in that one pick, because I think Jacksonville's ideal scenario here is to trade out of the one, but uh, there's just not enough quality, you know, top end quality talent that, 
uh, warrants you know people giving up assets to make that move this year. So I think ultimately they'll end up having to take best player available out of these three guys. Cam Robinson certainly not a tackle of high enough quality that you kind of you know, you, you take the future of your franchise in one direction or the other, because now you got cam Robinson on the franchise tag. So, I mean, no disrespect to cam Robinson, um, but it's, it's still, you know, I, I, I was laughing hard about what we talked about this morning and then seeing that market go um, absolutely <laughs> bananas that way. Um, for as far as Russell Wilson to the Broncos, doesn't really move the needle for me. I think my only major takeaways from I have make any bets at all. I think the Broncos are still probably your third choice in the, uh, um, you know, third, he's the third best quarterback in the, in the, um, uh, AFC West. And, you know, they're probably the third best team top to bottom. Um, really not sure what to make of Hackett as far as like how coaching hire, he's got some upside, but there's a lot of uncertainty there. Um, and I think realistically from the Seattle side of things, boy, man, they, should have sold the top on Russell Wilson last year. They could have gotten an absolute haul from the Chicago bears if they had sent him. And then they could have taken a quarterback in a very, in a quarterback rich draft instead of where they find themselves now, which is either completely throwing, throwing away this season um, or develop, you know, drafting a quarterback in this year's draft class, which is somewhat weak and, and trying to develop that player. Now, of course they developed Russell Wilson from a a third round pick and they may be able to do it again. And if there's one strength, that, uh, you know, Pete Carroll still probably brings to the table. He can develop talent. Like he's got a good nose for, uh, you know, kind of getting the young players, getting the most out of them. And so, you know, I, th- I think it's a little short to completely sell on the Seahawks. Oh, we lost Drew's audio there. Apologies for that. Drew, thank you. We appreciate it. We had to run anyway. We got the last uh, 10 seconds of Drew cut off, but no uh, moving up the needle for him on the, uh, the Russell Wilson trade as far as betting is concerned is the bottom line on that topic. We'll come back. UNC Wilmington didn't get there for you, Jeff. I'm sorry. Blue Hens win it by four. Coming back, Prime primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. High school beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parles, and uh, Kelly Bidlin here tonight. So, again, just uh, repeating, Colonial Athletic Association, that goes to Delaware Fighting Blue Hens. They knock off UNC Wilmington by four. Sorry about that, Jeff. So what are you, you going to do? Close game? Free throws go against you at the end? So be it. The other thing that's more interesting, and this is from a sports betting perspective, again, this game between Bryant and Wagner has been suspended the last 24 minutes. Um, Will Martinez of Wagner was ejected from the game. He got into it with the fans. This game is at Bryant. Bryant is winning by 36. This game was over, you know, five minutes into it. If you're, if you're Wagner, why are you coming back on the court? So this is so, so you and I have in-game bets that we're going to lose. But forget about our in-game bets. Imagine if you have bets pre-flop on Bryant or Wagner where your fate was sealed so quickly into this game. Remember, it was 34-6 to six at one point. 
Now, Bryant is back on the court, because why wouldn't they be? Wagner is nowhere to be found. You're down 36. The fans were unruly. One of your players got ejected for getting it into it with them. Are we so sure they're coming back on the court? I don't think they should. Personally, I don't think they <laughs> holding your wager. No, I, even if I, I didn't I have agree. a wager, I, I agree with you. Why would you come back out other than I? Mean, I'd be across the street eating a McFlurry. And the other thing is too, there's going to be a court storm when this game ends. And the last thing you want to do right. is after what happened there, which I'm still not even certain exactly what happened. You you don't want to be dealing with a court storm if you're Wagner. Well, I wouldn't come back out if I were if well, I were we Seahawks. Did, we did see beer or some beverage yeah. fly. And again, from a betting perspective, none of these bets would be valid, in game or pre flop. I mean, I'll take my money back on what was the total loss. Yeah. But again, this is just. Now, a program now, that's here's the thing. Yeah. This is like a sports book's dream marketing because you know some sports books are going to come out after this. If this were to end here, they'd be like, we're honoring all Bryant wins and we're refunding all Wagner because it's probably like a small right. fraction of their handle. So they'll act like it's a big sort of uh, benevolent thing to do. But this is a very strange situation. For also a program that's trying to – this is Bryant's first tournament appearance ever. Well, they handled. They couldn't have handled it any worse. Yeah, no shock there. By the way, uh, some breaking NFL news. Please here, uh, Bobby Wagner. Seahawks have informed him that they're going to be releasing him. So, in one See day, ya. Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, two like uh, two the two I, pillars, the two pillars of the Seahawks run. No and, longer and Seattle Seahawks. Again, why wouldn't everybody else be on the trading block? Like I, if I, is, look, if I'm Seattle, I would. I know you mentioned Lockett before, but Metcalf is still on his rookie deal. They want out. Like, like you, if you're out. Seattle, you have to listen to Metcalf offers because someone is giving you a first-round pick for him. Again, why they acquired Noah Fant in the deal rather than picks. I, yeah. I just yeah, very strange bizarre. little quirk to all this. There was one other note that came down. Uh, Harold Landry gets 20.25 in, uh, in year one of his new five-year $87.5 million deal with the Titans. So he gets more than $2 million more than he would have made on a franchise tag, and team gets a better salary cap number to start with. Wow, Wagner's coming back on the court. Wagner is coming back on the court. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that. Playing it out. For the, they're going to play out the last 40, 437 of this down 36. One of their players ejected. Ugly scene with the fans at Bryant. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, if you're just imagine if you're a Seahawks fan today and you lose those two pillars of your organization after your head coach is saying, oh, we're not trading Russell Wilson. How are you feeling right now? Not great. The end of an era. It is the total end of the era. Go back to what I said earlier. You ended up with one trophy. I mean, it's that you got you got to recognize that it's. The end, time to move on and start looking at another chapter. Russell Wilson chapter is over, and all you got was one championship out of it. you believe for a second that was the only place Russell Wilson wanted to go? Um, No, I'm not going to say that. But, be- but I believe this was going to happen. I said I said on the show la- last week, I was like, I think Russ is going to be moved. There's this, this team can't – there was no point to hold on to these assets and in, in play in mediocrity in the NFC West when there's too good of teams in the NFC West. Right Do now. you believe for a second Adam Schefter reporting when he reported this? He also said, oh, for those of you who think this was a, a plan B, 
that the Broncos wanted Aaron Rodgers and that they, you know, ended up with Russell Wilson. No, this deal has been in works for a while. Like the way he was couching it, it was like, oh, no, this was the guy they wanted all the time. You believe that for a second. I do not. I don't. Not for a second no do I believe that. I also think that this is one of these, like, I think this is one of these off-seasons in the NFL with some of these quarterbacks out there with, I mean, think of all the different situations, too. Between, I mean, Aaron Rodgers in a very different situation from Wes, Russell Wilson, who's in a very different situation to, to Deshaun Watson. I, I think that I would watch a documentary on how fascinating the backdoor talks probably have been between some of these franchises about how these quarterbacks could be moved, when they'd be moved. What they'd be moved for. I mean, I, I bet that has been some fascinating stuff. Now, speaking as a guy who grew up rooting for the Washington football team, it also shows you how certain franchises are absolutely hamstrung by their owner. They nobody want to play for that dude. And Washington has players. Like you said, there's probably a better package than Denver offered. And Russell Wilson, who grew up in Richmond, Virginia, yeah. and played college ball, at least partially at NC State, is like, yeah, I'm good. I mean, I just read the transcript from what Ian Rappaport said on, on NFL uh, TV today. And that, that's, I mean, he basically he said that. I mean, he said that they, they basically got a better offer from Washington. He didn't want to go. Why would he? Other than it's a crappy division, so. I think that, I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? Right. But. I wouldn't want to play for Daniel Snyder. No way. AFC West, man. AFC West and NFC West are so brutal. Like that, those those two divisions are amazing next year. But, well, the the other thing is too when you look at just the AFC. Forget just the AFC West, and we touched on this a little bit earlier. Just the AFC as a whole, where yeah. you have two divisions now that you could make an argument. And I'll throw the Raiders in there because they were just in the playoffs. All eight teams in those two divisions, can, you can make a very easy argument for why they can be in the playoffs. You can make an argument for half of them why they could win the AFC and win the Super Bowl. And that's not even including Buffalo and Tennessee. Well, if you do it just by quarterbacks, the balance of power shift is incredible. right? Yeah. The AFC, oh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Joe Burrow. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, that's not including the Mac Jones, Baker Mayfield, Tua Tagovailoa, Derek Carr tier, Ryan Tannehill tier. And what does the NFC have? Like you said earlier, Jeff, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Matthew Stafford, and it's Dak Prescott. That's it, and that's your list. Yeah. It is bizarre. I mean, Kyler you, Murray what, might have something to say about it, but I'm not ready to say it. Yeah, I mean that's a, who knows what's going on there right yeah. now. But the it is funny, Jeff. You think about it. That is like you take the Bills away. The eight best ne- next best teams might be in two divisions. Yeah, no, it, it's more than possible depending on what you think about Tennessee. Right, right. It's really really good. It, yeah. it, it, it all depends on them. I, I think the Titans have to be considered in that group. Tennessee's better than the Raiders are, and they're probably better than. Cleveland with Baker Mayfield playing quarterback. Tennessee right was now. the number one seed. Yeah, well, yeah. well I, we, we know you love Tennessee. Yeah. We know that. But but look, uh, I don't know how they it, lost to Cincinnati. It, it, it is that conference I don't is care so what you people say. <laughs> <laughs> that conference is just so loaded. And and look up uh, the quarterback the, the biggest thing now is just gonna be 
How do these other teams improve? How do the Chargers improve? They did re-up Mike Williams today, which is big for them. Mm-hmm. Not going to lose their big target. What are the what? What is Buffalo going to do to try to improve now? After coming up short a year ago, Kansas City doesn't have a starting safety on the roster right now. That seems like an issue. So <laughs> there, there are a lot of things that uh, need to be worked out over these next few months. But look, this is the biggest domino we were waiting for. Will a big name move? And of course. Denver's the one who strikes gold. Show, show the. Uh, can we show the Super Bowl odds again? How many, how many teams do we have to go? Is it be, after the after the Rams? I guess the Rams and Packers are going to be the only two teams in there. All right, I don't know why the. Yeah, I guess the Niners. Well, no, no. I guess I'm wrong. Niners and Cowboys are still. Yeah, but like, do, yeah. The, do those odds make any sense? To no, you? none whatsoever. No, I mean, th- no. those would be the two worst bets on that board to me. Would yeah. be 49ers and Cowboys. San Francisco, especially. Oh yeah. Well, unless you're a Trey Lance believer. San Francisco especially. I mean, you you would have to think Trey Lance. You would have to think he's the greatest thing yeah. ever. Yeah. Otherwise, that's a horrific bet right there. Uh, we'll come back. By the way, uh, Phoenix over the Magic, 102-99. to And, yes, it is Phoenix over the Magic. With 6.9 seconds left, Magic have a ball chance to tie with a three. Will they foul? Will they not? See what Phoenix does. Gonzaga up four early in the uh, West Coast Conference Championship game, 18-14, halfway through the first half. Coming back, Beeson's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on Beeson, the sports betting network. In case you haven't noticed, college basketball season's in full swing. Grab a five-hour energy to stay alert to watch all your favorite games, or if you stayed up late to see that intense overtime game, take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day with zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine. It's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. There's a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. Loser video for uh, young Jeff and myself as the uh, it mercifully has finally come to an end at Bryant. The Bryant Bulldogs are headed to the big dance, and our in-game bet wasn't even close to getting No there. bueno. No bueno. No bueno. Man with the red cup pyramid. Sorry. There he goes. You're a loser. Hey, man, speak for yourself. <laughs> All right, so here here are the auto bids, uh, the auto bids that have happened so far, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine so far. Two more to be decided here tonight with the Summit League and the West Coast Conference Championships. And I'm curious of all of these, Jeff, mm-hmm. who is who is the team that has giant killing potential come big dance next week? Your choices are Ohio Valley champion Murray State, Big South champ Longwood. Missouri Valley champion, Loyola Chicago. Southern champ, Chattanooga. Sunbelt champ, Georgia State. Atlantic Sun champ, Jacksonville State. Colonial champ, Delaware. Horizon champ, Wright State. Or Northeast champion, Bryant Bulldogs. All right, so I'm not going to cop out and say Murray because Murray State should be a six seed. 30 and two on the they, season. They're, they're, they are a legitimate, to me, a top 15 team in the country. Wow. That's how good they are. Wow. They're going to end up, it will end up happening. They'll, they'll get screwed. They'll get an eight seed and <laughs> they'll probably right. get thrown in Gonzaga's region, a team they can't possibly <laughs> beat. And we won't get to see the real potential of the racers, but I'm not going to cop out and say that because they, they could realistically be higher than an eight. They could be wearing the home jerseys in the first game. And it's kind of hard to say giant killer when that's the case. So that leaves us Loyola and Chattanooga as the two. 
And Loyola's not quite as good as they were a year ago, but they're very good. Still great guard play. Uh, Lucas Williamson back from that team a year ago. Uh, the Valley's best player this year in the, in the Missouri Valley. I, that team is very good. Also, they have the youngest coach uh, in college basketball, Drew Valentine, who uh, is Denzel's brother, who took over after Mosier left for Oklahoma. So, I, look, Loyola is really good. Chattanooga, even before yes. the Hail Mary last night. You were talking about. The, the, the mocks were the best team in that conference. They play really good defense. We saw that early in the second half last night where they just put the clamps on Furman for the first 12 minutes of that second half. Yeah, it scored 16 points in the first half. We're down 10 and then just went to town. And and they have, look, they have pieces. Everyone's going to know uh, David John Baptiste after last night. He's the best, their third best player. Because they have Silvio D'Souza, who, of course, was at Kansas before he got caught up in that, in that NCAA investigation at Kansas. Very talented player. And then Malachi Smith, who was the SoCon's player of the year this year for Chattanooga. They're going to be on the 13 line. They're going to be a very dangerous 13 seed against a a line of fours that I think are pretty talented. Pretty good. But there are some potential bad flaws on some of those four seeds. So Chattanooga is the team that I would be looking at that's truly a back-end seed, a bottom four seed that could pull an upset in round one. Again, the ones we're looking for that you think have the biggest giant killer potential now that Towson is gone. Yeah. You're saying North Texas is still your your one. Yeah, I would say it's between North and North. Honestly, whoever wins that conference between North Texas and UAB are the two. Those two conference teams. Conference USA. Yes, yeah, CUSA. Those teams are really good. North Texas is probably a little bit better giant killer wise because they play just a, a, a really just a hellacious style to go against. They play slow as heck and they're great defensively. And we saw them beat Purdue last year in the NCAA tournament in a 13 over four. Mm-hmm. So they basically the whole team is back. Same coach McCaslin's still there. Didn't leave. That's the team that you can look at as a giant killer for North Texas. Uh, Vermont as well. Vermont's very talented out of the America East. But uh, yeah, you see North Texas to win CUSA made that before the show. That conference is underway with a Marshall win in the first conference tournament game over uh, FIU. Uh, not good for the Panthers there tonight, Kelly, uh, in the uh, CUSA conference. But uh, look, I just it is a it, it's really hard at this point in this week because you see like Towson, who I thought was perfectly set up if they mm-hmm. get through the CAA to re- at a bare minimum scare a four and maybe even be able to beat them with how good that offense was. But every once in a while, you see one of these really good minor conference one bid teams that just don't show up randomly. And that's what happened at Towson last night. And instead the team that beat them, Delaware is dancing and Delaware's got no potential to be a, a, a giant killer. They're probably a 15 or a 16. That's going out as a 17, 18 point underdog in round one. The thing about this in, invariably at least a, uh, at least two or three of these teams wins their first round game. And often one of them wins two games. And gets to the Sweet 16. It's nothing to see a 12 seed or a 13 seed Not get, at all. get to the Sweet 16. It always happens. Who is that team this year? Still a lot more, uh, many more candidates to come over the course of this week. Uh, so many, co- so many conferences still yet to be determined. But tonight was a big night with uh, six total, four already in the bag, two more to come. Obviously, Gonzaga. One of them. These, this team not like the others. We should put it that way. Patriot League Championship tomorrow night. 
Uh, and then this is on, I believe this is Saturday, Saturday, America East, ACC, Big 12, Big East, Big Sky, Big West, Conference USA, Metro Atlantic, MAC, MEAC, Mountain West, Pac-12, Southland, SWAC, WAC, all of those crown their champions. And remember, Sunday before the selection show, there's still the five stray conferences that have their championship games, the American Athletic, the A-10, the Ivy, which, of course, starts their tournament the day before with the semis. Uh, only four teams got there. The SEC and, of course, the Big Ten, always the ones that... The Big Ten is usually the one, the last one to finish before mm-hmm. Selection Sunday, uh, sort of traditionally. So that's uh, that's what's in store this week. But a whole lot of... Tomorrow, you thought today was a lot of basketball. Tomorrow, 11 conferences tip off play. Uh, not to mention the America East continuing, the ACC continuing, Conference USA, the Metro Atlantic and the WAC continuing, and that Patriot League championship. So you literally have tomorrow... Do to do to do. Let me do the math. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You have seventeen conference tournaments. It's in not play bad. Tomorrow. It's not bad. So, and it all starts early tomorrow. Eleven thirty Eastern. Yeah. Idaho and Sacramento State and Boise, which is exactly how, where we expect <laughs> to begin our day. And why do they do that? I have no clue. I have no good answer for you on that. Why are they like, let's start at 9.30 a.m.? I mean, that, that's what time it is there, yes. right? Yes. 9.30 that in the morning there. no sense yeah. whatsoever. They do I, it every year, though, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, I remember yeah. the last year. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But by the way, South Dakota State in the uh, Summit League Championship up five on North Dakota State. Jack Rabbit's up five with four minutes Left in the first half, the Summit League Championship. And uh, we get a Gonzaga score. Anybody see what that is right yeah, now? Gonzaga's up nine. Oh, Gonzaga's, Gonzaga, Gonzaga nine. after a slow start, make it eight, yeah. make it 29-21 now. Uh, slow start for Gonzaga, but they have seemingly steamrolled the Gales since that slow start in the first five minutes. That one at the Orleans. Oh, yeah. Orleans. I went to the uh, the first round game between, uh, strange little funky bracket, but I went to the USD Pepperdine game last week. And... If there were 125 people there, I might be going over. <laughs> might. I was, in the, I was right behind the Gatorade. You could see me on TV, front row. Maybe 125. That sounds there. like an old Wish Nev special back in the he day. He said to me, he saw me on TV, he said, wave. Or he said, he said, are you right behind the Gatorade? I was like, yes. He goes, you are in. He said, these are his words. He said, oh, you're in prime heckling position. <laughs> <laughs> was Ben Wilson on the call? Ben Wilson was not on the call, not but the Ben call. Wilson is on. What is he doing this week? He ben, told me. Well, ben Wilson doing is, the whack, uh, right? is, is on the whack, which yeah. tonight has a, a, a stray two games at Mandalay Bay before moving to the Orleans. That's the rest right. Of the they they got to clear Gonzaga oh, and St. Mary's. Man. What, what a tease that is. Yeah, stray two games Welcome at Mandalay, Mandalay Bay. And then headed to the Orleans. Now, now, short Uber ride over to the Orleans for Start. tomorrow's games. Yeah. Steve Nash on if he looks forward to catching up with James James Harden on Thursday. Quote: I don't know that we'll be speaking. (laughs) I don't know. At least he's honest. (laughs) Yeah, you don't get enough honesty out of coaches. That is a quote from Steve Nash. Looking forward to that one. Looking to see uh, Kyrie tonight in the huge game in the Nets, one thirty-two to one twenty-one win. He ends up with that is as high as a net. 50 points, six assists, three rebounds, nine of 12 from three. 15 of 19 overall, nine of 12 of which from behind the arc. Pretty good outing. He's pretty good. KD with a quiet night, 14 for KD. Didn't have to do much. Didn't have to do anything. Let's get it done on the road where Kyrie can still play. Clippers and Warriors still to come later tonight. You got to play on that one, Kelly, at all? 
No, nothing. Lean, Cl Lean Clippers. Uh, that game is, let's see, what we got? Six painted across the board right now. One five and a half out there. Uh, we will have, we'll talk about it on the other side. There are a lot of injuries on the Golden State side and some guys that are playing. So be careful if you're going to bet this game today. All right. We'll update all the scores, including Andy McNeil's Lightning, who are tied at three after the first period. Coming up, just around the bend, all of that right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage starting this Sunday with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN college hoops experts, including Greg Hoops, Peterson, Matt Humans, JVT, Jonathan Montobel, Tim Murray, Wes Reynolds, they'll all analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VEASAN College Hoops experts on Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern, free. That's free on vcin.com. You see that Greg Hoops Peterson uh, one-minute uh, promo, Kelly with Brent voicing it? Did you see that? Who could miss it? Absolutely spectacular. Yeah, it was, uh, that was something. Spectacular. Kelly, you had something else to say about the Warriors game. Yeah, I was just going to bring up that game a little bit more. So, yeah, Clippers at the Warriors tonight. Warriors a six-point favorite heading into this one. 225, 225 and a half is where you're going to find the total. On the Clippers' side of the ball, no Robert Covington for them tonight, which will be crucial defending the wings of the Warriors. You do have, let's see, Iguodala out, Otto Porter Jr. out, Gary Payton out again for the Warriors. Draymond Green continuing to be out. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson will be a go tonight for the Warriors, though. My numbers point slightly to the Clippers, but no play for me here. I'm not messing with the Warriors at home with both Clay and Steph going. Um, as far as games that we have going on right now, we do have two NBA games in progress. Grizzlies all over the Pelicans, 126 to 93. That game has seven minutes still remaining. Grizzlies pouring it on a porous Pelicans defense. 30 and a half is your live uh, spread in that game. 251 and a half the live total. Bucks lead the Thunder not uh, 102 to 86. Two and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Bucks 17 and a half point live favorites. 258 and a half is the live total over in college hoops catching up on some of these other games uh Gonzaga up on St. Mary's by 10, 38 to 28, seven seconds left in the first half. If you wanted to get in live, Gonzaga laying 15 and a half, 140 and a half the live total. South Dakota State Jackrabbits up on North Dakota State. I, I, I don't know what North Dakota. <laughs> North Dakota State the Bison? I did know both of those. You're so excited. I love Jack the Jackrabbits. 33-28 that game at the half. No live line currently up. Uh, let's see. We've got Cal Baptist. Oh man! Up on Rio Grande Valley, uh, thirty-four to twenty-eight. <laughs> Some school named CSUN up on Cal State Bakersfield, twenty-one to twenty. Parl's <laughs> gonna have to do this. That's, from uh, now that's on. Cal. That's Cal State Northridge. There, thank Kelly. you. Come thank on. you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Bakersfield. What did you call? What did you call Cal State Northridge? What did you say? CSUN. <laughs> C 
CSUN. Yes, that is the abbreviation now. Oh, apparently. okay. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, what are you saying? Bakersfield, three and a half live, one ten and a half live total. Yeah, we got we got to move on to the real tournament. Kelly doesn't know these schools. Uh, Matt Brown hopefully is not at home uh, betting against the Kraken every night because they're <laughs> up on the Maple Leafs four to three. He's totally betting against. He totally is. That's what yeah. he did last time. Mm-hmm. Thirteen and a half minutes left in that game. The Kraken minus two eighty live favorite. Maple Leafs two to one. Under live underdogs, live total set at nine in that game. Good thing I didn't bet this under. Coyotes leading the Red Wings eight to two. Ten minutes left in the third period. Your hockey research paid off. That's right. To that deep dive into the analytics paid off. I'm not even going to go over live numbers in that game. You could you could catch almost a touchdown. Five and a half plus one seventy with the Red Wings. Uh, Wild lead the Rangers five to two in the second intermission. You can get 13 to 1 on the Rangers if you feel incompetent. Nine and a half is your live total. Juice to the under. Jets lead the Lightning. Uh, no, I'm sorry. All tied up at three second intermission. Lightning minus 220. Jets plus 160. Eight and a half your live total. Senators up on the Blues. Two to one at the second intermission. Live numbers currently down. Stars and Predators scoreless in the second intermission. Predators minus 130. Stars minus 105. Two and a half your live total. And the Chicago Blackhawks up on the Anaheim Ducks 6-2. to two. 12 minutes left in the second period. And a lot of scoring tonight. No uh, live numbers up for that one. And the Flames up on the Capitals. one to nothing. Two minutes left in the first period. Flames, minus 330 live. Capitals, plus 230. Five and a half your live. Total juiced to the under. So I just, we'll, we'll just, I just want to end this on the Brian Wagner thing with this. So Bobby Wagner? No. Bobby Wagner gone for the Seattle. I'm talking about the, uh, oh, the, the game. The Bryant versus <laughs> Wagner Horizon League. Uh, excuse me. The uh, Bryant versus Wagner uh, Northeast Conference Championship, which Bryant won in a blowout. But Peter Kiss, I, I was mentioning this. I don't know if I said it on air or off air to you, Jeff, how he was sort of like just mocking Wagner every time he s- seemingly scored in the first half. And he was sort of, uh, it was not a good look. Between that and the crowd and the sort of malice in the palace-ish result over there, fair to say that Bryant will be one of the least least adored Cinderella stories heading into the, to March Madness? Well, Because be- I'll tell you right now, I'm rooting for them to get not only crushed but mocked after well- seeing this. All I will tell you is they will be around for a grand total of two hours. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it will be a very short-lived uh, yeah. go there for the uh, Brian Bulldogs. But again, like, supposed to be a night where you make your first tournament appearance and yeah. program history. It's a big night and he's marred by that nonsense. Total but nonsense. Not, not a... Not a, not a, a good a, look. Not a good look. Not All a right. good look. Uh, we have a few minutes left. Let us let us end where we started. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a huge day in all things football. It started out with sort of the reaction to the Calvin Ridley news yesterday. Then Aaron Rodgers re-upped with the Packers. Turns out, he says, the terms that were announced are not true. But, yes, he is going to be with the Packers for the next four years. Said, hey, everyone just wanted to clear some things up. Yes, I'll be playing with the Packers next year. However, reports about me signing a contract are inaccurate, as are the supposed terms of the contract I signed. I'm very excited to be back. Hashtag year 18 with the Green Bay Packers. So that went down. And then, of course, the Russell Wilson news, the big trade of the day, the big news of the day. Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick going to the Denver Broncos for 
Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, two first-round picks, including the ninth pick of this year's NFL draft, two second-round picks, and a fifth. So the big, huge blockbuster trade, Russell Wilson goes to the Denver Broncos, and these are the bets that it induced from Kelly and me earlier today upon the uh, news. First of all, I'll also package it with a tennis pick. Uh, I took Iga Sviatek to win the BNP Paribas Indian Wells tournament on the ladies' side, plus 750. I bet her several times at that number. But as far as the Russell Wilson thing going down, immediately, as quick as I could, grabbed Russell Wilson to win MVP. There was a 30-1 to out there. I couldn't get there in time. 25-1 to at old Billy Hill. Kelly got the same number on Russell Wilson. Love that bet. Love Russell Wilson to win the MVP. And then as I'm walking away, I say to myself, I should probably take a little Broncos. I did. I went ahead and grabbed them at 17 to 1. They're 12 to 1 in most places now. I hate myself for making that bet. <laughs> but I made it nonetheless. I, I like that we have like the same but opposite story because I just did it in the opposite order. I saw the news, ran to, ran to bet the Broncos, and I'm like, Wait, I don't know if I really even like that at 17 to 1. What did I just do? And then I'm looking at the MVP market. I'm like, this is way better. I really one. like this yep. bet. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm kind of upset. But yeah, I made it as well. So yeah, we're all we're always we always uh say what bets we've made here on the show. Yeah. 17 to 1. I have a feeling Gil, we might be complaining about that all summer long. All summer. Or something miraculous happens in the draft. We're like, we're geniuses. And then when they're four and one, we're being like, yes, <laughs> we are geniuses. We did it the day it happened. We are geniuses. <laughs> and I, I do have two early bets. I haven't really done my full golf research. We'll be diving into that tonight for tomorrow's show. I as soon as numbers were released, so I couldn't pass up Brooks at 50 to 1, Will Zalatoris at 50 to 1 for the Players Championship. Uh, Willie Z, you're talking about one of the best approach players on, on tour, and Kepka, I'm sorry, I'm still a believer in a guy at 50 to 1 who has pretty good course history here. I will take a piece of not big bets for me, but wanted to get in on a num- numbers that I knew were probably going to be disappearing pretty quickly. What do you make of Bryson DeChambeau pulling out of the TPC? I mean, he, he's, I, I mean, I think there is an injury going on with him. I also think that there's some Listen, I, I I don't think it's any secret that there's some odd stuff going on behind the scenes right now with the PGA Tour and Phil Mickelson, and I think yeah. Bryson's involved in that a little bit as well. Um, you know, we've had convenient suspensions in the past on the PGA Tour where guys take hiatuses and they're never announced as official suspensions. So I'm not saying that's going on with Bryson or Phil, but you never know what might be happening here in the next few months. You never know. It's that, or one might also sort of drift into – did you bulk up at such a rate that you're injury prone now? I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. That'd be the other thing you sort of think about. I mean, Brooks has been battling injuries the past couple of years. Golf's de facto fifth major, the PGA Tours major, the TPC, and tennis's de facto fifth major at Indian Wells. What a week. Those two conference tournaments all leading into Selection Sunday. It's great to be alive. What a great country. Jeff, appreciate it, man. See you tomorrow morning. Yes. <laughs> On a numbers game. Kelly, good to have you back. We've Always done all back. we've done all we can do. Kelly's still uh, recovering from his dramatic trip. We've done all we can do. Nightcap next at Circa Tim Murray, Sean King, and Joy from Veasan, the Sports Betting Network.